0: John the Baptist is the voice. Jesus is the word. What's the purpose of a voice after the word has come? Well, John the Baptist knows the answer. It's to disappear. The voice has played its part. It's not needed anymore. We we can think of this in the context of even giving a talk or a homily or you know a discussion you're taking the word that already exists in your heart and through the medium of words through the medium of your voice you're implanting that word in the heart of somebody else and this is John the Baptist's job the word pre-exists him and the word is the point the voice isn't the point point. The word is the point. I don't care if after this homily you say, oh, Father, you have such a great voice. No, I have a raspy, sick voice, but thank you. But if you don't get the word, the message, the point, then it's a failure. The voice isn't very important. It's the word. It's the word that's important. I think that this is a, the image that I want us to to hold on to for today, for the liturgy. The liturgy is the voice. But the point of the liturgy is not the words. The point of the the liturgy is not the music. The point of the liturgy is not any of that other stuff. The point of the liturgy is contact with the word. Not, not, Not the words The word, Jesus, the coexistent with the Father from all ages. That's the point. You know, it's interesting that when we read the reading at Mass at the end of it, we don't say the words of the Lord. You'd think me we might, you know, we just heard we just heard some words of the Lord. Yes, we did. We heard some words of the Lord, but the point wasn't necessarily the words. Because how often do we we hear the words and like, I mean, I can't even remember what the first reading was anymore. It's not necessarily the, the, the point. The point is through that reading, through that gospel, through that hymn, through that chant, I came in contact with the word who is a person. He came into me during that reading. He came into me, into my, in through my ears, into my heart. So whatever was said was said and that's done. But the word remains. This is why After each reading, after the homily, after after the uh, Holy Communion, we just sit, we just sit in silence because actually that's the important part is staying with the word. I think we get distracted in mass. We get distracted by a lot of things, but I think the thing that we get most distracted with are the words Like oh yeah, I missed I missed that part, or I want to. What what was that part? Or I didn't get that, or I don't understand that part. Or shh, quiet your baby, so I can hear what the priest is saying up at the altar. Like all these all these things, we can get distracted by the words and miss the word. We can get distracted by the voice crying out in the desert and miss the coming one, the word. This is, this is very much what's happening in the gospel. People are coming, are you the Christ? Are you the prophet? Are you the one who's coming? He says, no, I'm not. I'm just the voice. I'm just the messenger. I'm delivering a word to you. This is the liturgy. The liturgy is delivering a word to us, not delivering words to us. Do you know that in the average liturgy, if there's somewhere around 25 pages of prayers that we pray during the liturgy, give or take, depending on your font size. Uh, If there's 25 pages of of prayers, there's only about four of those that are unique to this particular liturgy. There's only four pages of there's there's a couple chants, there's the readings, uh, and then the opening and closing prayers. Those are unique to this liturgy. Everything else is exactly the same. It's always the same Penitential act, the same gloria, the same creed, same Eucharistic prayer, those are all the same. That, that, should, that should tell us that actually, you know, it's, not, it's not so important that you hear those every single time. They're, they're a medium for us to encounter someone. The most important thing that happens at Mass You want to know? The most important thing that happens at Mass is not what happens on the altar. Because what happens on the altar isn't actually something that happens on the altar. What happens on the altar is actually already happening in heaven and by the words spoken at the altar we get to enter into the heavenly liturgy. But what's happening on the altar isn't something, it's not something that I can, I can see or hear or, or partake in. The most important thing that happens in the liturgy is what happens in your heart. Because it's, it's there in your heart that the word wants to enter. It's there in your heart that Jesus wants to penetrate and transform. And that can only happen, not in the, the busyness and the words of the liturgy, but in the silence of the liturgy. I think This is why John the Baptist has to go out into the desert, out into the silence. So when, he, when Jesus comes, he recognizes him. And so for all the silences of the liturgy, those are the important parts. Those are the parts where we do our work of the liturgy. I think that this can kind of come across sometimes and feel a little bit like, well, that's it? What's the point? What am I supposed to be doing? Shouldn't I be doing something in the liturgy? But I think this is, again, to misunderstand what the liturgy is about. The liturgy isn't us doing something for God. It's primarily God doing something for us. He's the primary actor here. We don't, we don't give God anything. He doesn't need anything. We don't give him glory. He's got all the glory. We come and receive from him. And so, yes, our, our, pass, our, our posture is, is of passive receptivity. Active listening, you could say. Waiting—that—that that can go against our modern sentiments of wanting to, to do something. It can also it can also be it can it it, it requires humility. I, I want to do something. I think here again we go to John the Baptist and notice what John the Baptist says when they're saying, "Hey, why why are you why are you doing this? Why are you baptizing?" He says, "Look, I'm I'm baptizing." but there's somebody who's going to come who's going to baptize with fire, Holy Spirit. And him, I'm not worthy to unfasten his sandal. I'm not worthy to wash his feet. So Jesus will later say about John the Baptist that he's the greatest man ever born. So the greatest man ever born just said about himself, yeah, I'm not worthy to perform the lowliest task of the lowliest servant in the household that was the footwasher guy john the baptist greatest man ever born is not worthy to perform the lowliest task of the lowliest servant and he says compared to what i'm doing which apparently was great cuz everybody's going out to to do it with him he says even that it's nothing it's nothing compared what God wants to do. And that's the liturgy too. We, we come and we have our, our part to play, sure, but it's it's less than the lowliest task of the lowliest servant compared to what God wants to do in your heart if you let him. And so... Let's, let's allow the liturgy to, to do what it's meant to do, to be what it's meant to be, to be the voice, the avenue of encounter with the word. And so the, the various prayers, various songs, some of them we, we sing, some of them we don't. Sometimes, some, some of them we sit in silence, and passive, passive receptivity just allowing them to be a medium for us, allowing them to be a vehicle of encounter with the word that we sit and we receive, that we sit and we encounter. I think if we learn how to enter into the liturgy in this way, it just transforms everything. I think, I think too, we hear, we find that our, our Sunday obligation of worship and rest come together in a beautiful way. Yeah, I didn't... God didn't call me here because he needed me to do something for him. He called me here so that he could rest and I could rest in him. That, that takes practice, it takes discipline, it takes humility, the humility of John the Baptist. That I'm not needed to do something, but just to be. So as we allow this this transformation of the word sitting with him encountering him let's not let's not get distracted by the words let's not get distracted by the voice the music whatever but let's just open up our hearts so that when the Lord does come in the sacrament that we can again hear the words of John the Baptist behold behold the Lamb of God, and then we, we can respond as we've been responding at the beginning of, of the church. Lord, I'm not worthy, but only say the word, and the word will heal me.